Hey guys, this is Mookie from Even More About Nothing, and we just want to share a quick word from our sponsors. Jouet.co is an awesome website that sells fashionable, comfortable gaming clothing for nerds, geeks, and everyone into that kind of stuff. If you want to check out their awesome clothes from brands like FIFA, Final Fantasy, Dragon Ball Z, and Pokemon Go, check out the website Jouet.co. That's J-O-U-E dot C-O. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am the one true host, Mateo. That is a lie. This man is a heathen. He is the uncle that shows up late but to the cookout. Always gets the last week of barbecue. Always the one to get the last corn on the cob. But he's always welcome because he makes everybody laugh. What's going on? My name is Mookie833. Actually, that is not right. That's my gamer tag on Xbox. And if you find me on PlayStation, that is also my gamer tag that I did not know I have because I took it for myself. Um, so on PlayStation, you find me at the real Mookie eight thirty three. Hi, I'm Mookie. I'm your actual host for the show. Um, kidding? No, we we we've been in the gym last week. We were gone last week. Been in the gym, lost some weight. So it's just me and Mateo shooting in the gym this week. What's going we, on, bro? We shed roughly around 280 pounds. And by that, the other two aren't here. <laughs> Which is kind of getting usual. Uh, no, we're kidding. They had a, um, conflicting conflicts. Yeah. Um, so they couldn't be here, but it's cool. Yeah, and it's been a weird week. And we had to miss last week due to some complications. But we're back. And this show's pretty juicy. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of stuff going on. So we've got like two weeks worth of content to go through. Not to mention some stuff hot off the presses. Mm-hmm. You know, hot. Off the presses, so yeah. uh, a lot, of, a lot of good jazz. But anyways, before we hop into that, let's go ahead and we'll do our week week in review. Mookie, how was your week? Uh, great, because I finished my final um, Thursday. My final oh, final nice. was on Thursday, so I've done nothing but be a waste of carbon <laughs> dioxide, oxygen, H two O. Yeah, I've done nothing with my life since then, which you. is phenomenal. <laughs> I'm so happy um, to be doing nothing. At least for now. Um, no, finals were over. I uh, spent Friday, I literally played every game I could possibly find. I reinstalled Witcher. I played like six hours straight of Elder Scrolls Online. I played Metal Gear Solid, Ground Zeroes, and regular Metal Gear. I played a bunch of Persona. I played Heroes of the Storm to get a D.Va skin for Overwatch. It's <laughs> I did everything I could to possibly waste time in 24 hours, and it was phenomenal. Um, but we're back up to the adult things this week. How about you? Um, this has been a stressful week. So my finals week is this upcoming week. Um, this past week, I had to. I was actually at an expo at a venture creation challenge, uh, and we were doing this in lieu of doing a presentation in class. Because if we did this, we are automatically got full points for our in class presentation and didn't have to present in class. I was like, all right, let's do it. And there's like a legit chance of us winning money. Well, we didn't even make it to the semifinals, but whatever. It was still cool. Um, other than that, it's kind of stressful. Have uh, papers and presentations working up to this week and got some other tests and kind of stressing because this is the second to last semester. Mm-hmm. After that, it's graduation for yes, your sir. boy. 
playing that Kanye album all semester. Bro. Yeah. Listen. Wait, wait, college dropout? <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm just I have kidding. dropped out of two universities. Yeah. Not transferred. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Transferred out Transferred. of Dropped out of one, transferred out of two. That's it. But oh, I'm, no, I'm only transferred out of one. I graduated from Juco. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's the thing that actually happened. Yeah, that is the thing that happened. Shout out to your boy Kanye for getting me through the hard times. <laughs> Kanye, we appreciate you. We're, dropping we're, out of the album. With the, dropping out of the album in these streets. We need it. We're, but still. Speaking of that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. All right, cool. Because we're looking forward to that. Anyways. Uh, let's go ahead and get this rolling. We have a lot of stuff we're talking about. Um, so let's go ahead and kick things off. So a lot of this stuff we're going to be talking about also, since we missed last week, we'll be referencing stuff from two weeks ago. Um, so if it's old news to you guys, sorry, we're just catching up. Hopefully you guys haven't heard the stuff. Uh, but this is stuff we want to talk about, so we're going to go ahead and throw it all into one episode. Hopefully yeah. it won't be that long. And then it'll be our perspective, too, which is always a fresh take because, you know, we're not normal human beings. We don't think like regular people, Mm-mm. especially most people. I've learned Kansas. that. So, oh yeah. By the way, uh, part of my weekend review. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, do it. There's a lot of cool photos going on there. Uh, still doing my photo challenge. That is Matt with two T's underscore Ogutu O G U T U. Yeah, and then um, now that it's summer, and you know I'm not reading books about um, the lateral geniculate. Um, yeah, it's a part of the brain. Don't ask questions. <laughs> uh, I'll be streaming a lot, so catch me on the street on Twitch, Twitch.tv backslash Mookie eight thirty three. Um, also, dual stream Sundays with um, Jimmy. Sometimes he's on the podcast, um, so he'll either stream on his personal Twitch we'll link in the comments below, or we have our own Twitch channel, mm-hmm. Twitch.tv backslash Even More About Nothing. All summer long, we're gonna be on there playing all sorts of games, all sorts of nonsense is gonna be going on. Um, so follow us on there for some video content. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get this stuff started. Okay. Uh, so this would actually be what we would have talked about two weeks ago, but Pokemon Go fans or Pokemon fans, the time is upon us. It's about time. We are imminently close to getting legendaries in Pokemon Go. So there is a catch though. There was an announcement that was actually, uh, brought out two weeks ago or so, or a week or two ago, um, talking, discussing Legendary, saying that we know people have been calling for it. Gen 2 is already out, and we are really close to releasing Legendary Pokemon. And as you guess, it is going to be both exclusive and limited, and they're not going to be OP. So Which makes no sense to me. Not necessarily that they'll be overly dramatically powerful, but there will be limits so that they are beatable, not in terms of its f- pure firepower. Because if you stick that thing on a gym... Good luck. Yeah. So they're thinking in terms of that, while it may be limited uh, and exclusive, it won't be confined. And you're. it's not like, oh, well, they got Moltres on there. Can't do anything about that. So do you want to talk a little bit about what they mean by limited and exclusive? Um. Yeah. So it... They're thinking in terms of from this uh, article that I read. Uh, we actually put it up on our page. Yes, whenever we did. It, was it is on the page. Can't confirm. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about how there was going to be legendary events. Mm-hmm. And when we're saying limited and exclusive, it's not going to be uh, like you catch regular Pokemon uh, as you're walking around. It'll probably be like, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people figure this out. When they're more rare Pokemon, that's because there's a highly concentrated level 
of Pokemon Go players in one area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably what will core event with these legendary events. They'll go ahead and release the code out there uh, while the event's taking place. And from what how they described it and how they worded it, I don't know that if someone sees a legendary somewhere, it's going to be showing for everybody. Okay. So it'll be very much randomized and luck of the draw. That's what I think they mean when they say limited and exclusive. That's cool. I mean, they've talked about doing like legendary events similar to a raid where like, um, let's say, we'll just stick with Moltres, a Moltres den pops up. And then since it's a highly concentrated area of people, everyone kind of rushes the the den. And I guess everyone is technically, I will, will consider it a raid boss. And for um, gamers, I don't think to explain that term. But uh, for non-gamers, let me go ahead. So a raid boss is typically, or a world boss is what, this is what I'm assuming it's going to be. A world boss is an enemy that is um, grotesquely overpowered. And it takes um, an, an, an enormous amount of players all fighting one boss to take it down. Um, if you've played Destiny, Crota, if you've played World of Warcraft, I don't need to explain this to you. If you need more explanation, just go look up raid bosses on any game video on youtube and you'll get the chance so i assume like Chase is gonna drop boom the den pops up everyone bum rushes it everyone is doing damage to it everyone's doing damage to it i'm gonna like in the interest of fairness i'm gonna assume that the people or the one person that does the most amount of damage probably gets a higher chance of getting it versus the random person who did two damage mm-hmm. um but then again you know maybe it's just like Boom, everybody does a bunch of damage. There's a 10% of chance of getting it. And if you did any damage, everyone who participated in the event gets a 10% chance of getting it. Obviously, those random numbers we don't necessarily know, but um, yeah. it'd be interesting to see how they execute it. Yeah, and I think that's uh, really in line with the very first Pokemon Go trailer that we got because we saw Mewtwo in yeah. Times Square and exactly. they were doing that. Exactly. Uh, everyone, everyone bum-rushed Mewtwo and mm-hmm. it took everyone's Pokemon and then some people got it. It looked like everyone got it, but I'm assuming that's not going to be the case. Yeah, but anyways. Uh, so, yeah, and then they also uh, teased that PvP player versus player battle uh, is coming soon. About freaking time. Yeah. And trading needs to come soon. Yeah. Like, I feel like this stuff is all about a year and a half too late. Um. Like, I, I get why it's coming now. Again, it's summertime. People are going to be out. It's going to reinvigorate the, the faithful. The faithful who've been playing all through the winter and all this stuff, they've been playing. They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. active. Um, they've already, I have a friend who's already got most of the Gen 2s. Um, so, like, it's going to get the new the kids back out again, get the families, get the casuals back in there. So, um, I get why they're doing it. For me, it just seems like if they would have dropped Gen 2, let's say six weeks after the game initially dropped, and then this another six weeks after that, the tail would have been longer. But we'll see. It's fun. I mean, yeah. ABC News still posts about when Ghost Pokemon pops up, but we know ABC News is a little bit behind the times because, <laughs> you know, who really watches TV in 2017? Right. Um, but let's move on a little bit. We got um, on kind of the opposite spectrum, um, Call of Duty WW2. It's not World War Two. It's WW2 um, was revealed. Uh, Activision um, his coming out. And actively saying, hey, this is not this is not a reaction to Battlefield 1. Their games are now in three-year dev cycles. So this game has been developed for three years. 
Um, obviously, Battlefield 1 was in development for two years prior to that and then released. Um, so I think it's good for the Call of Duty franchise. Oh, I've seen a lot of positive things about people saying, oh, man, we wanted to go back to World War II and the futuristic stuff was getting a little out of hand. So it looks great. I think the story perspective that they're taking is great. They're not going to be doing a bunch of switching. Um, a lot of outlets said that um, the directors, when they went to the reveal event, the directors of the game said they wanted to stop telling superhero stories and tell more human stories. So you actually take up the persona of a 19-year-old kid from Texas. Oh. Um, and he's very scared. It's his first war, and it's kind of like... The opening scene that I saw reminded me so much of Saving Private Ryan um, and the Pacific. I know the Pacific isn't exactly the same war, but uh, it was very, very reminiscent of those movies and some of the more timeless World War II movies. Or just timeless war movies we have. It's it's You're not this superhero who slides in combat. There's no health packs. You have to go find a medic. You have to go find a guy who has ammo. It's going to be more class-based multiplayer. I'll go ahead and say this. For the Call of Duty faithful, I'm excited for you. Me, I don't care at all all i'm just done with that franchise now if the game comes out and people say it's an amazing storyline uh i'll figure out a way to get a copy and play the story but i'm done with call of duty multiplayer i'm just past that point in my life where i care about that franchise um so do you care about the call of duty thing going back to world war ii at all i know there are listen a lot of, you I know, know there's I, a lot of people who care you know i barely play halo and i only play halo out of loyalty I don't play online. I play the story. That's, that's right. it. That, that's all very true. All very, very true. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, they did say that Halo 6 will focus on Master Chief, which is really good. It's about time. <laughs> now, all, no, all I'm saying, like, Halo 5 wasn't bad. But. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of people are excited about this. Um, I was excited for them to go in a different direction and tell more stories. Obviously, they didn't do well about that. So bring them back to the centrifugal force and the galactic power that um, John 116 is. Well, the question is, where are they going to go with it, though? Because at this point, well, did he ever find uh... Cortana? Well, he found Cortana and Cortana's gone now. Yeah, she's. But did he ever find or is she dead at this point? Uh, Cortana's original creator. I believe she's dead. She's dead. Yeah, and then you have to realize that Cortana is now bringing back another Halo ring, um, or a bunch of Halo rings, or whatever. I, I don't even remember how that story ended. Um, so now it's kind of a fight against Cortana and a fight against time. I think it's going to be a combination of... But they already took care of her in the fifth one, didn't they? Kind of. Kind of. It's like, not set in stone. Mm. Um, additionally... Um, there is talk about, like, blue team combining with, like, the team from Halo 5. So, we'll see. Like... Hold on. So, first of all, I'm just upset that in all of Halo 5, we did not play with Chief and his team. Because, first of all, Chief himself, but his team? <laughs> Bars. Yo, fire. Fire. The one mission that you got to play in is, like... I, the thing I liked about Halo, Halo 5 was, like, you could actually give commands to your team. And you'd be like, hey, go here. Go there. And then, like, if you wanted to, you'd be like, hey, attack that enemy. Listen, bulldozers. Chief's team yes. comprised of bulldozers. They would literally just run over I people. I think there were, like, 
No, I think it was a team of four. It was a team of four. Yeah. I was about to say, I thought they were like one person short from the team you were playing as mainly, and they still just like stomped on everyone. No, no, no. On legendary difficulty, everything's hard. But like, if you played on anything less than normal, like if you played on easy, you literally did not need to shoot anything because they would kill everything. Um, not that the other team wasn't dope, but they were just like, oh, you should shoot over there and let's run here, and they would miss. Chiefs 10 doesn't miss. First of all, they would blow up everything. <laughs> and then if they missed, they would just run in there and headbutt it to death. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be interesting to, like, maybe it's more of, like, Chief is your character, and then you pick a combination of different members, maybe Chief's team. I think Chief's team is blue team. Um, and then again, I'm not I'm not knowledgeable enough of like Halo lore to talk about this. Maybe we need to get Greg on here because he knows more about all that good Halo stuff. But um, excited for Halo Six. Um, this is a, a, another reason to have an Xbox. One of the only reasons to have an Xbox at this point. <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> as, of, as of right now, one of the only reasons to have an Xbox. But uh, you know. Um, Phil Spencer and the Xbox team, they said they're excited for E3. They said they're excited to bring us games. So we'll see. We'll see in a couple. We'll, we'll see in a few weeks. <laughs> Phil, don't let me down. Um, so, uh, other interesting news. Marvel vs. Capcom. Infinite. Yeah. Uh, this one was another interesting one that um, not only got a trailer, it was specifically a... Uh, story trailer and it seems like they're focusing on the story aspect um an enemy from what is it Mega Man X combines with Ultron and mm-hmm. trying to take over the world and destroy all biological life and there's a combination of heroes um but specifically people are upset about the combination of heroes that are missing predominantly the X-Men characters in the trailer we got Ryu we got Mega Man we got Chris from Resident Evil, um, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. I can't remember, Iron Man, but no X Men. Not Wolverine, not X23, not Phoenix, not Storm, not Magneto. And they've been in previous Marvel vs. Yeah, Capcom. They've been in almost yeah, every yeah, single yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. Actually, they. I think they have been in every single Marvel vs. Capcom. Phoenix, obviously, being one of the most dominant. Um, competitive characters to play with. If you knew how to play with her, there's a problem. Um, and why do you think that that they aren't included? I think they want to focus on some of the um, I don't want to say B list characters from Marvels, but like Marvels really stepped up their game. And from what I've seen in trailers and the little bits and pieces, Captain Marvel seems to play a lot like Phoenix did. Now, do I think they're going to leave out every single X-Men? No, mm-hmm. I think X-23 is going to be in there. I feel like you have to put Magneto in there. Um, maybe we don't get Storm, maybe we don't get Wolverine, maybe we don't get Jean Grey, maybe, or we don't get Phoenix. I'm fine with that, but I don't think they're going to leave out every X-Men character. And again, this was like, we saw seven characters. The game is going to be revealed more in detail over E3 and the coming um, con events. Remember, for gamers, this is we're kind of getting the, 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 the wind turbines going. This is when we get the news articles popping up. As soon as E3 hits, it's conventions even. It's E3. Like, all the pack shows are going to be... Uh, once E3 hits, PAX East and all these other pack shows are going to fill up with more of these developers because they've already revealed their game. Not to mention, Xbox is talking about doing an Xbox showcase. PSX, Paris Game Show, the Video Games Awards. 
all these things are gonna reveal more about these games that we want to know more about and games such as Injustice has kind of revealed more and that will be out sooner than that but Injustice is doing a lot of fun things um Injustice is coming on the backs of Mortal Kombat X, which was one of the most technically sound fighting games I have ever played in my life. Um, it just works well. You push a button, things happen. Um, characters feel like they're supposed to feel. Um, heavy characters obviously do more damage than light characters. So if you're playing with someone like... Uh, who? Um, my favorite guy. Um, Downback AXB. Scorpion. Versus... Um, Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero's always been heavier. So Sub-Zero's combos are longer, meatier, they strike, they hit harder, and then you pick someone like Scorpion, super quick, super quick, chains, a lot of extendos, um, but they do less damage. I mean, obviously, if you know what you're doing, you could still string a 30% 30 damage combo. So they're taking every... What I hope is that they're taking everything that they've learned in Mortal Kombat, introducing it to Injustice. Obviously, we know Injustice is a little less, mm -hmm. less gory. Um, but the potential for um, combinations and just what they could do with characters, especially because they have this, like, every win basically builds on your character and every loss takes away from your character. So there's, like, armor pieces and... Um, so essentially, let's say you're going a 10-game winning streak, you'll have more armor um, than a guy who just lost five straight games. And essentially, you'd be harder for them to beat. Um, so it really just kind of would makes that skill gap a little bit more apparent mm -hmm. in a game like Injustice, which is already very... Um, in, my, in my estimation, it's a little bit more technical than Mortal Kombat because you have characters that are specifically like tech characters you have specific characters like iron man oh i'm sorry i take that back aquaman who is um more of a juggler he's got a lot of quick moves juggles um really good at using the environment um and then you get wonder woman who just punches you in the face till you bleed to death so really excited about um all the good fighting games that are coming out this summer um Really hoping that they can just, you know, keep the summer fun while we're waiting for all the big November games to come around. And then the last few... Since we missed last week, more news has come out about Prey. I believe Prey comes out Tuesday. I nope, it came out last Tuesday. Yeah, it came out last Tuesday. Um, Prey is... This is like the revamp of Prey. Prey is being made by Bethesda this time around. Obviously, they did not give review copies to people. Bethesda's new policy. It seems to be doing well. I have not played it. I just haven't had the time because I don't know. It's They've changed it a lot. It's kind of more like aliens isola I, Alien uh, Isolation plus Bioshock, um, which sounds like a very interesting combination. I just don't know if it's for me. I've been watching people play it here and there. It looks interesting, but uh, if you're interested, go check out twitch.tv backslash alfredo plays and twitch.tv backslash scarfino they're playing the game live stream right now so you can hop in there watch and play it decide if it's for you ign doesn't have an official score up yet but um bethesda's doing a lot of awesome stuff um like i said i've been playing elder scrolls online and they're actually going to release an update to that which is going to be elder scrolls online morrowind so it's an entirely new world new characters new classes all the fun stuff Really excited about their shoe case. Sh shoe case? 
showcase. <laughs> There's showcase coming same out. Same difference. Yeah, same difference. It's a showcase, it's a showcase. It's all the same thing. But they've got, um, they're up first the Sunday of E3. And then, I think I mentioned I was playing Heroes of the Storm. I did that for a Diva skin. Just because I don't play Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a great game. I'm sure people who play it love it. <laughs> it's just not my type of game, bro. Um, shout out to the homie Naveed, who basically, we played. We didn't know what we were doing, but we played. Uh, so a shout out for the homie Naveed coming through with that one. And Nima. Nima was pretty dope, too. Um, but I got, I just wanted the Diva skin for Overwatch. Speaking of which, they just went through a big, oh, a big update prepping for competitive season obviously the competitive season is going but they're prepping for like the overwatch championships so there's some balancing characters that have happened if you want to know more go check out our page we posted something about overwatch update and the character balancing and things like that nothing too major more just kind of balancing making sure everything is up for the competitive season um but getting away from that more to games that have released updates um neo if you guys remember a few months ago i kept i couldn't stop talking about neo which is essentially the japanese version of ah take that back yeah the japanese version of bloodborne and dark souls is kind of like i said a, a combination of bloodborne and ninja gaiden i still love that game i still love that series they've released their first piece of dlc called twin dragons of the north um and pvp Listen, if you thought that game was hard before, try fighting that game against actual human beings who are thinking just as fast as you. It's a problem. It's so addicting. Um, so really looking forward to jumping back into that. The, um, the DLC comes with a new region, um, new characters, new spirits, and of course, PvP mode, and a new weapon class. Um, and lastly, as far as video games go, IGN released their list of top 100 RPGs of all time. Now, um, I think like literally three or four hours later, GameSpot did the exact same thing. Um, obviously, um, those lists aren't easy to come by, so they were working on it separately for like months and months and months, and it just so happened that they both released them on the same day. One heck of a dink. I'm sure what happened is IGN released theirs, and then GameSpot put out theirs, but I wanted to talk about IGN's list specifically and not that we have the time or the patience or even want to sit here and talk about 100 rpgs because how many people really have time to sit here and talk about 100 rpgs maybe that's a show to do Mm -hmm. but um before we talk about their list i know you don't play video games man i know it's cool if you had to pick five rpgs to be your top all-time favorite what would they be Mm. That's a good question. Um, and how loosely are we do, uh, labeling RPG? Well, that is a question. The IGN definition of RPG is very, very, very loose. Um, so, do you want to talk about their list? And then, based on their list, we'll talk about our list? Yeah, so go ahead and you can read off the list in the list. Okay. Um, as I just said, we're just going to do the top five because, you know, there's a hundred of them and we'd be here all night. Number one, uh, take it back, number five. World of Warcraft. I... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's undeniable one of the greatest games ever, point blank period. Uh, it's, it is an MMORPG, um, but I would not have considered that in the classic sense of the word RPG. I would have considered um, 
I kind of put MMORPGs in their own category, and in that sense, World of Warcraft is in the number one every time. Um, but number two, Pokemon Yellow. I'm not really mad at this pick. I never would have put it that high, but Pokemon Yellow was really one of the greatest Pokemon games of all time. We're talking about Game Yellow. Pokemon yeah, Yellow. Game Boy Yellow. Yeah, well, and I get that, but then when you're talking about, like, RPG, is that really... It's again. This, however yeah. they chose to define RPGs, is up to them. This is their list. Number three, Baldur's Gate Two: Shadows of Arm. Yeah, that's classic RPG. Great storytelling. The backbone for some of the greatest games we've ever played. This is the one that threw me through a loop. Final Fantasy Six. Number one. No, that's two. Number two, Final Fantasies. Oh man. Yeah. What even happened in six? <laughs> That's a good question. I remember seven. <laughs> and hey, I remember seven. Um, no, so they said based on story, based on character, music, fighting, everything. They said it was six. And then number one, Chrono Trigger. Oh, I never actually played that. Well, I don't play any video games. Yeah, you don't play video games. Um, so again, to have World of Warcraft and Chrono Trigger in the same sentence is kind of odd, but. Chrono Trigger kind of is like the birthing of everything that we know is to be an RPG. So I agree with their list. Um, games, um, honorable mentions. Sitting at number 10, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Um, stunning that a game that came out in the last five years can break the top 10 of the 100 um, RPGs ever. At 8, we have Diablo 8. Mass Effect 2 was 11, Dark Souls 12. Again, Dark Souls is an RPG, really? Uh, I don't know who put this list together, but we might have to talk. Persona 4 Golden. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> the fact that Breath yeah. of the Wild isn't in the top 10 is stunning to me, honestly. But um, Well, I guess you at that same point, it's only been out not as long as some of these games. But yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, so, and, and again, so, like, how are they defining RPGs? Because Zelda is an adventure game to me. Like, that is a that is an adventure game in my mind. Elder Scrolls cracking at the uh, 21 spot with Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind. Um, Mass Effect at 26, Fallout New Vegas at 28. Um, so, it's a very interesting list. Personally, if I were to make this list, my top five would be, at number one, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Because that game was one of the best games ever. It was one of those games where the gray area was very large and it encouraged you to be good and bad and gray. And it was just so much fun to do everything you wanted to do. Number two, Skyrim. Mm. Skyrim, 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 Skyrim. I think Oblivion is objectively a better story. I think Oblivion does things systematically a little bit better, but Skyrim is just one of the greatest RPGs ever, period. Um, I would put um, Final Fantasy VII, you know, seven at number three, but, you know, that's just me. A lot of people have a lot of problems with seven, but I'm not going to complain about it. So... Um, this is hard all time. I'll give Witcher the number five spot because I love that game. And I'll give no. I, I don't want to say all time because Persona hasn't quite earned that for me yet. I'll give Mass Effect two. 
I'll give number Mass Effect two number four spot. My list. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like one hundred ever. This is like my favorite five at this moment, which is May seventh at ten sixteen p.m. Central time. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just defer to your expertise on this. <laughs> <laughs> People don't expect much from my list. No, and then here's the yeah. thing. Like, I'm, I'm glad that we can have this discussion with someone who does nothing but play video games, and you just kind of dabble. You play FIFA. Mm-hmm. That's, we're different gamers. You play FIFA. FIFA I play FIFA, I, Halo, Xenoverse 2. <laughs> Xenoverse 2. Catch me on the six if you're trying to lose. That's, that's it. No, I'm so like, yeah. Uh, if you had to pick, just... Five games that are mm. kind of in that loose IGN loose, definition loose, of RPG. Very loose. Because um, they had Kingdom Hearts on there, and I was like, Kingdom Hearts Boy, is not an RPG. That definition is looser than 90s clothes, dog. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But, you know. Um, <sighs> in no particular order, um, just because it's one of the more recent ones that I've completed uh, all the way through, uh, Final Fantasy thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um specifically eh, I guess it's a toss up between like the first iteration and 13 2 mm-hmm. um, I probably had more fun with 13 2 because it's a little more defined mm-hmm. um, does that mean Halo's a loose RPG too Hey, at this point <laughs> and I'm saying no listen a second I said what <laughs> I saw some of the games on this list. I'm like, the second they brought World of Warcraft, then I'm like, all right, I don't know who made this list. Someone needs to get fired. Let me take their job. Anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and throw up Halos 4 and 3 mm. on there. Uh, I'd probably put Halo 3 higher than Halo 4. I mean, not many people would disagree with you. Though. Yeah. Very, yeah. very few people actually would even have that conversation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, we we don't talk about Halo Five, even though we just talked about it. Anyways, <laughs> um, I don't know. Just for the sake of it's a game that I've actually played and know about, I'll go ahead and say okay, Kingdom Hearts, uh, since it's already been encompassed in the list. <laughs> one, two, three, or two point five, or one point five. Uh, two. Fire. Two. Fire. Every day of the week. Fire. Best one. By far. Obviously, we don't have Kingdom Hearts three yet. So well, yeah. I really did enjoy. Uh, um, the zero point two birth by sleep. Mm. That was really good, but I was also short because very pro, short. It's a pro Wasn't like didn't you beat that in six hours? I tried to. No, <laughs> no, yeah, I beat it within like six hours or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's short. But two hands down, the best one. Uh, the fifth spot. It's a wild card. When I play a good one, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> And the list to be done. Yeah. Um, so let's transition out of um, video games and more into some TV stuff. Yeah. So, like we said, there's a lot of stuff that happened in our off week. Uh, For sure. So we'll go ahead and talk about some of that stuff, some of the more exciting stuff that's happening. It's the things that are announced. Um, Young Justice. We also shared this article on our page. Uh, finally getting a title and a release time frame. So... It's slided to release in 2018. It's already in production. Uh, here's the interesting thing. It's going to be titled Young Justice Outsiders. Mm-hmm. So I found that interesting because for those that um, don't know or weren't aware, DC Comics does have their own groups called the Outsiders. And 
Um, I believe a lot of the characters that we see are in Young Justice, at least on the sidekick standpoint, have been connected or a part of the Outsiders at some point in time. At some point, another, it's kind of like it's kind of like the running joke that Shanks is not on One Piece because he's usually pretending to be Guild Arts and fi- uh, <laughs> and Fairy Tale. Um, little anime jokes for you guys. So it's kind of like they peek their head in, say what's up, come for one or two missions, hang out, make out with somebody, and then leave. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. And I think the synopsis they gave that it's going to be a darker plot this time around. Like, they're dealing with metahuman trafficking rings. Yeah, I like so. I like, I like that everything is getting a little darker. Speaking mm-hmm. of comic books, we'll talk, we'll talk more about that later in yeah. the show. You got, some, but, you got some heat for your ears. Yeah, the only thing that's different is it's not going to be on Netflix. It is going to be, I believe, on uh, digital networking, I believe it's called. It's a WB exclusive streaming app which is i believe what vixen is transitioning to yeah that and also another show we're going to talk about uh there is a titans live action tv Mm -hmm. show in the works which is focusing on a young dick grayson forming the titans fire so yeah um that will also be on this uh streaming app as well um i don't know if we have and for clarification um for those who don't know Yes, Dick Grayson as it was at one point Robin, and yes, was part of Teen Titans. He's no longer Robin. He is Nightwing. Mm-hmm. And yes, he does start his own organization called Titans that exists in the same universe and the same world in a different city. But Teen Titans and Titans are their own entities. Mm-hmm. So... Um, We're very different from, like, say, Teen Titans and then Titans West. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... A lot, lot of... A lot of very fine lines being crossed over there at DC. Um, but yeah, um, and at least the Titan show is set to be produced by Jeff Johns, Greg Berlanti, uh, Akiva Goldsman, uh, and essentially the same team that's working on DC uh, Universe on the CW. Um, speaking of DCCW, there's a lot of stuff happening on The Flash. Listen, this boy Barry Allen didn't run the timeline out of trouble. <laughs> Listen, Barry, sit down. S- be humble. In the words of Kendrick, sit down and be humble, Kendrick. Like, Barry, stop it. You're messing up all the timelines. But no. Um, well, well, first, before we get there. Spoiler alert. Yeah, if you haven't watched the latest episode of The Flash, which I believe was episode 20. Yeah. Uh... We, there are spoilers for episode 20, season 3, episode 20. So if you don't want to hear about it, you might want to hop off or you can just hear what we have to say about it and then watch it later. Skip for the next 30 seconds to a minute. 30 seconds to a minute. You know we talk longer than that. That's very interesting. <laughs> just skip until we say something. Th- then how are they going to... We will time stamp it. <laughs> and All right. Somebody will If you want to work on that. <laughs> I will not be working on that. <laughs> Okay, uh, but, so, like I said, spoiler alerts, uh, if you're listening past this, this is your own fault. Um, so, in The Flash, we finally got the reveal who Savitar is. And for those of you that have been keeping up, and for those who kind of know about comics books and have been reading into some of the um, hints and clues that have been placed throughout the season, it didn't really come as a shock when it was revealed. Just to come out and say it, Savitar is future Barry Allen. 
Dun, dun, dun. Look, this boy Barry need to sit down. Be humble, bro. Yeah. What are you doing? You're running yourself. You're literally running yourself out of the timeline. Yeah. And the thing is, like, it didn't come as a shock. I, like, I knew it was going to happen. But for me, and I know I remember talking to Timmy Tunga as well, it it didn't really do anything for me. Like, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, I was just like, ah, okay, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, figured. Um, and there, like I said, there was a lot of clues that were placed throughout the season. And I remember t- uh, texting a buddy of mine, and he was just like, it's the future Flash. And I was really holding out that it wasn't going to be the future Flash, but you just get so late into the season. Like, there are three episodes left, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Who else could it be? They're not going to introduce someone new right now. You um, think... Right. And then you remember uh, Arrow Season 3. Yeah. We're, we don't talk about <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, it's future Barry Allen. But the thing is, episode prior, episode 19, he went to the future talking to future Barry. I believe he went to 2024? I thought it was no. No, that's when the message from... Um... Yeah, and we'll talk about that also. Um, he went to the future talking to uh, his future self, who was devastated, obviously, just emo Barry. Uh, he had to convince him to get back into the game. Wally, pretty much unresponsive, like he was there, he was awake. He just was unresponsive in a wheelchair uh, after Savitar broke him. But we saw him, he convinced Barry to get back, future Barry to get back into the suit to become the Flash. Question is, how far in the future is this future Barry Allen from? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, for those of you that are comic book savvy, it's really borrowing from the Blue Flash uh, ideology of him. There's an incident. He's going back, and he's essentially killing people, gaining speed to go back to fix whatever he broke because of the time rifts that were happening. Um, I don't know how they're going to explain this one. That might be part of it. Like it'll be a hybrid. Uh, like that plus, I don't know, being able to like harness the speed force in some particular way. I don't know. All I know is I'm very whelmed at the reveal. A lot of people were, a lot of people saw it coming. Apparently some people did not see it coming. I don't know how they did unless they just don't know comic books. Yeah. There's a lot of people who watch the TV shows independently of any, um, prior knowledge to anything like the tv mm-hmm. shows really do have their own complete and separate audience um obviously for people like us the animated series kind of served as a gateway to the comics and the comics have kind of been our basis to everything else mm-hmm. there are people who were the tv shows as their basis for everything else like i honestly have had conversations with people who've never read a batman comic but they've seen all of gotham and think that is how everything is and i'm like penguin was almost like, this new skinny penguin is a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he previously used to look like a penguin. Yeah. Like, he was short in a penguin suit, and he had a monocle. Like, with the umbrella that used to like, turn yeah. into a sword. So, like, all these, like, sexy penguin and sexy Mad Hatter, that's new. Like, yeah, take that out of the equation. <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'm glad that you referenced also... Um, the message. So at the mid-season finale, uh, when they had Invasion, mm-hmm. Barry Allen had from 20... I believe that message was from 2026 or 2025. Sent to Rip Hunter. Uh, I thought it was 2056. 2056. 
sorry, you are correct, 2056, uh, saying, hey, I messed with the timeline. When you come back, things are going to be way different. Uh, when you return to Central City to fight this war, don't trust anyone, not even me. It was then announced after this last week's reveal that that message in its entirety will come into effect mm-hmm. in these last three episodes. Mm-hmm. And so that'll be interesting to play because Legends is already finished. Yeah. Rip Hunter, if you didn't watch the end of Legends, spoiler alert, Rip Hunter is, from what it looks like, not returning back to the Legends. So is he then coming to Central City? Are the Legends coming to Central City to help defeat Savitar and put him into the Speed Force? Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with that yet. But anyways, uh, now that Barry knows it's his future self, we don't know what timeline he's coming from. We'll hopefully get all those explanations uh, in this upcoming episode. Uh, looks pretty promising, but it's, I don't know. This is probably the most exciting it's been, even though I was pretty whelmed with the realization or the reveal of who it is. But uh, before we hop off to this, I do want to say that uh, I read an article on, I believe, Screen Rant that pointed out some good things that they're going to have to change it up next season. Like, this whole, this entire season has been a buy-in to who's behind the mask. Not necessarily understanding why the person in the mask or what they're doing, mm-hmm. the plan behind it. It's been, all been a, about the reveal, not necessarily the plan. And it's been pretty simplistic. He's like, all right, kill speedsters. Get to the speedster and make myself by killing the person he loves. But, like, season one, we found out early that it was well, although it was a fake out later on, we could see it like develop the plan throughout the season. And I think they've lost base with that. Like season three has been good, but it's not as great as it could have been. True. Um, but hoping that this show lives up to its predecessors and outdoes some of those predecessors. Defenders now has a teaser trailer, not even a teaser trailer, a full blown trailer. All right. Are we calling this a full-blown trailer because it's, like, under, it's under, what, three minutes? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, we got, like, a three-minute trailer. Um, we get full-blown action um, of all the Defenders. We've got Daredevil, um, who barges in. Um, it starts off with Jessica Jones being interrogated by uh, Misty Knight, I believe. Don't look at me. I believe it's Misty Knight. Um, yeah, Misty Knight, yeah. Um, Jessica Jones is being investigated by Misty Knight for something, and then, um, Daredevil barges in as, uh, his lawyer self and says, hey, Jessica Jones, don't say a word, um, Murdoch, your lawyer. Um, and then, of course, we get the gorgeous and, um, loose string between the Marvel Universe that she's become, Rosario Dawson, um, introducing... Iron Fist to Power Man, um, which is exciting because I feel like they could, if they wanted to, I don't know if they're going to do this, but the way they set it up is kind of how Power Fist and Iron Man kind of start off their relationship in the comics. So if Marvel wanted to, they could do a Defenders, and then if Defenders doesn't really work out well, they could just segue that into a Power Man and Iron Fist TV show. Really hoping for that because I'm really enjoying that comics right now. But... Power Fist and Iron Man have their little interaction. We get Jessica Jones interacting with Daredevil a little bit, and they're all kind of sitting at this table. One interesting thing is Stick is 
apparently sensei again like i thought he was kind of gone um we get a flash shot of electra coming back as the void um or the demon or whatever they're calling her these days mm-hmm. um so really interesting one thing that we got a little bit again if you haven't finished iron fist i don't blame you but they really did multiple fake outs like oh there's this bad guy but behind this bad guy is another bad guy. But there's this grander evil behind this bad guy. And then we slim it down to this one person. Oh, no, sorry. Fooled you again. It's this grander evil that encompasses all the lower evils. Um, so I hope they kind of I hope they get away from that because they've been doing that a lot. They did it with a lot with Power Man and they did a lot with Iron Fist, but um, Power Man is Luke Cage, for those of you who don't know. I apologize for not explaining that earlier, um, but for those of you who don't need the explanation, there you go, it's out there. Power Man is Luke Cage. Um, so they did a little bit in Power Man, they did a little bit in Iron Fist, they did a little bit, um, Jessica Jones was pretty straightforward. The man in the purple suit was the bad guy. Daredevil has been pretty straightforward. It's been Punisher, it's been Kingpin. Um, Obviously, there's grander evils, but, like, there's one big bad guy. It's Punisher. Kingpin. Um, Punisher TV show is still forthcoming sometime, but the trailer looked good. Action looked good. That's one thing I was really excited about. The action looked good. Um, I just, I'm just i ready for it at this point. I'm done with trailers at this point. I've seen what I need to see. I'm with their show. How do you feel about it? Um, being the weak link at the table... <laughs> When it comes to almost anything in it. <laughs> Besides being creativity. Yeah. Be- uh, being creativity? Being, being creative. Listen, it's tired. I play it's basketball. Tired. I'm, I'm <laughs> tired. I'm going to blow my knee out playing basketball. My Boston Celtics lost two games in a row. It's not. I'm not. I'm not doing well. <laughs> but thankfully, I'm not school tomorrow. So yeah. Okay. Uh, don't remind me. I still got finals this week. Anyways, uh, yeah. Not watching any of the other individual Defenders series looks interesting. Will I watch it? Probably not. But I'll hear about it. True. So people seem to be pretty hyped for it. Yeah. Uh, at least you. I'm. I'm pretty Rafiki, excited. Rafiki, Batman, the accountant, the accountant. Um, and like again, if you're wanting to learn more of the backstory, I would advise reading Power Fist and Iron Man and reading the first Defenders comics overwatching the TV shows. If you just want like a basis just like to go in with a little bit more knowledge, that's one thing I'm hoping to do is for those who don't already know, give you a little bit more comic book knowledge behind what's going on. Um, just so you can, if not read for yourself, maybe, and this is something you guys can do for us, let us know in the comment section if you want us to talk more about the comic book knowledge and if there's enough interest there maybe we get a show going for it um but we'll we could get into the comic book lore behind the 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 tv shows the movies the things that interest you so mention it on the facebook page facebook.com backslash even more about nothing comment section um also if you listen to this podcast on the podcast itunes podcast app do us a big favor leave us a review and like our podcast it really helps us out a lot um, but getting back to more Marvel moves, Inhumans got some fan art. Teaser art. 
Fan art, yeah, I take that back. Teaser art. <laughs> fan art and teaser art are two different things. Way, way different. Listen, like I said, it's tired. <laughs> it's tired. It's tired. It's tired. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm tired. It's, it's tired. tired. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and humans got some teaser art. Uh, it's pretty synonymous with everything we know about the Inhumans, which I'm going to assume for the general public is not much. Do you want to describe the teaser art, or do you want to talk about it a little bit, or do you just want to... Let the people know that teaser art is out there. Teaser art's out there. It's on our Facebook page. I just see it as a big giant light. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, being the weak link that is here. Uh, yeah, so go check that out on our Facebook page. Facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. Um, yeah. Um, in other then, news, yeah. there was also the Runaways TV show. Mm-hmm. And it will be headed to Hulu. Um... Mookie, being the comic savvy person that you are, mm-hmm. give us a rundown on Runaways. What the, uh, like who they are, what they bring to Marvel Universe. Um, Runaways are essentially Marvel's version of like <sighs> DC has pretty something similar. I'm, I know more of like the DC side than the Marvel side, but essentially a ragtag group of teenage and past their prime heroes, essentially. Mm. Um, it's kind of like the young ones try to figure things out because they don't feel like they fit. Um, and there's usually one old head who's tagging along to help them sort out the ways and find their footing. It's, uh, misfits is a good way to... They're, yeah. They're a gang of misfits. That's a good way to put it. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but there have been a good group of x-men that have run through the runaways haven't there yes yes i know rogue for sure yeah and again and she didn't want to hurt the x-men anymore she didn't know how to control her power this is before she can control power she still needed to wear gloves so she ran away from um xavier academy hence the name runaway and was kind of living in the sewers and came up against this ragtag group of kids essentially um and then join them, and they had adventures. So it's these um, heroes who don't necessarily feel like they have a place. Um, obviously, at X-Men, they're mutants, so they didn't feel like they had a place in society in the first place. So to a greater degree, they feel less um, um, connected to their comic counterparts so they kind of this is kind of like a journey of self-discovery sometimes they find it and they move on sometimes they die (laughs) sometimes they just kind of disappear um but it's really good it's really a story of just like figuring out who you are which is really what's really good about i think in this um interesting political climate we live in i think there could be a lot of interesting things they explore with the show Mm -hmm. so we'll see where they go with that yeah um does seem interesting uh, like I said, not knowing much about it, only knowing select few instances or uh, combinations of the Runaways. It does seem pretty interesting. Uh, there isn't much else that's been released on it, uh, just that it is coming to Hulu. Um, yeah, so we're excited for that. Yeah, but semi, yeah, semi. I'm like more said, excited. I'm more excited for Cloak and Dagger, but that's just me. Yeah. But that's a different thing. That's not going to be strictly action. That's more drama from what we've seen. 
I think it was good. I think like the trailer was a little misleading. I think it was gonna be more action than they presumed to show. I think it's probably like mid season turns. But anyway, yeah. Sure. But anyways, the uh, more exciting stuff. Yeah. So earlier this week, Kevin Feige. Yes, sir. Say it right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Like I mispronounced his name like seven times before we went on air. Uh, pretty much. We're addressing the Marvel Universe. Now, if you know anything about Marvel, that uh, they share a universe between their cinematic stuff and the TV realm. Uh, Talking about crossovers happening between cinematic and TV and how that would take place. Yeah, so I said this off camera um, a couple of days ago when we were having this discussion internally. Uh, I kind of like how they did it in, like, the very, very first season of, whatchamacallit, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. how they talked around the events. Like, you could see, um, New York was still recovering the, from the Battle of New York. Like, yeah. they talked about the big green guy, the god with the hammer, yeah. the one rich kid with the suit. That's, that's how they referred to things. It wasn't, like, the one, boom, this is directly related, was Agent Carlson. Yeah. Obviously, of course, we, we thought he died in one thing. Boom, he pops up over here. We hear Fury's voice. I can't exactly remember. You do see Fury. He does pop up in, I think, in an episode. A couple of, for couple of episodes. Really, really quick. But then, like, okay, the story develops on its own. And one thing I really liked, I remember this very vividly because it worked masterfully. The way the story was continuing, like, it was like, oh, where is this going? Where is this going? It literally, it ended, and I went to go watch Avengers 1 and like it ended and led into Avengers One, um, so it was they they did that really well. And then when Avengers One ended, it continued down its own path. So I really like that. If that's what they mean by crossover, I'm happy with. If they mean that uh, Tony Stark is going to be popping up in the TV shows, I don't think I like that as much. Well, and with the interview, it was very vague. Vague, yeah, and a uh, very circular explanation with how it was brought about, saying, yeah, there's possibilities for blah, 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 the standard staple answer that any big corporation gives you when there's something huge that Marvelous Disney, in case you forgot. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to Rafiki about it the other day, uh, and he had mentioned something interesting, like uh, the new X-Men TV show that they'll be working on. Uh, I believe they said that there is a movie that will happen, like, directly connected to that. Yeah. And so I I think... think, Which I think is going to be X-23. Yeah. And I think that's what they mean. Because they've already been doing that. But to have this conversation come up now... Mm -hmm. Like you said, what they've been doing is good. They've been able to talk around it. And then what happens in the movie thusly affects what's happening uh, in the TV shows as well. Um, I think there is a lot more. Now, does that mean big screen actors are coming to uh, smaller TV sets? I don't think so. I mean, let's, I let's mean, be honest. Disney has the budget for everything. They do. They do. But I think it's good to keep that little bit of separation. I do not want Robert Downey Jr. popping up on my TV set for 20 minutes in the Iron Man suit. Yeah. I don't know if that's how they go with it. I would also be upset if they did that. But... Who are we? We're just spectators. All right. Speculators. But anyway. Um, 
Yeah, Marvel's doing a lot of things to shake things up, and uh, none more so than Kevin Spencer, I believe is his name. Um, Kevin Spencer, if you don't already know, is the notorious writer behind the whole Captain um, Captain America Hail Hydra situation in which everyone freaked out. Um, so, he outdid himself. Uh, free comic book day was Saturday. Um, I was at my trusty handy-dandy comic book shop. Shout out to Elite Comics. Shout out to William. Dope people over there. If you're in the Elwin Park, Oleta, Kansas area, and you need a good comic book shop, go check out Elite Comics. It's a really amazing place. Anyway, I picked up Secret Service, Secret War, Secret something. Mm -hmm. They really like the word secret over there at Marvel Headquarters. Um, but um, basically it starts off with... Um, the Avengers, all the Avengers, new Avengers. We saw everyone from um, Lady Thor to Black Panther. We saw Falcon as Captain America, which kind of led. Um, and then the panel start off as like, we never thought we could lose this bad. But what was so shocking is how fast we lost. And the panels keep going and going and going. It's revealed and Captain America is not just a member of Hydra. He's leading the Hydra charge. He is. He knows everything that's going on. Thor's kind of disappeared. His hammer is there. Um, the Avengers are getting taken out. Handedly. They are literally getting their tails handed to them one by one. And we see Captain America put up his shield, walk over to Thor's hammer, and pick it up. And it lights up. If you don't know about Thor's hammer... Thor's hammer can only be picked up by those who are deemed worthy. Thor, Thor is currently unworthy. Um, Lady Thor currently has a hammer. Uh, she got beat. Uh, she, she, she doesn't have the hammer anymore. Captain America is now in possession of Thor's hammer, which is one of the Hold most... Hold on. Who, who decided that was okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, like, think about this. Captain America is not only the leader of Hydra... He's also in possession of a god's weapon. Yeah. Like in the movie, they make a joke about it. Like, he almost picks it up. Yeah, there isn't no... There isn't any almost. He wields this thing. He lifts it high above his head, and he's holding it, and that's where the panel ends. I am really, really liking this because it shakes up the Marvel Universe in a way that I think Battlegrounds couldn't. I think... Um, God Doom didn't. Um, this is a new normal. Like, the good guys are on the losing end. Because usually it's kind of like the good guys, they come out, they win a fight or two, a big bad guy comes in, kicks them in their chest, they go cry for a few days, they train, they come back, they win. I don't know if there's Or any. if you like the, ble the bleach approach. Yeah. They go away for a few chapters. All of a sudden, there's a power-up. What do they do? They talk to their sword. They talk to their sword, and then they're so much more stronger than they were before. Um, yeah, so Tony Stark, um, again, really good. Tony Stark is there. Riri is there. Um, so it's really, like, this is, like, not only is Peter Parker there, Miles Morales is there. They all get their clock cleaned. Um, and so when they interviewed um, Kevin, he said, yeah, this is a, a, a resetting of the norm. Like, this is the new normal. 
and I think a lot, a lot of people are upset. A lot of people are burning the comics, saying this is fascism, yada, yada, shut up. If you wanted to do, never mind. This is not a political podcast. We're not going to do that. But he did say this is kind of reflective of the way they thought um, the world was feeling. Like, comic books have always been a reflection of the political climate. And so they said when the boy in blue leaves his, like, what everyone has perceived him to be is, like, they've put him on this pedestal as this, like, un, like unmarred beacon of justice and is now literally leading the charge of the bad guys and cleaning all the heroes' clocks. Because he's, like, not only has he helped train some of these people, he's been, like, the leader of the, like, resistance for forever. If you don't remember, in the comic books, not not in the TV, like... Iron Man did not want people to sign the Accord. It's it's flipped. Like, Iron Man wanted them to sign the Accord. Captain America didn't. And then it's flipped. Um, In the movies, I think that he, he, like, Captain America doesn't want them to sign the Accord. Iron Man doesn't. No, in the movie, Iron Man wants them to sign. Yeah, in the comic books, it's flipped. He's all about, hey, we have to do whatever we can to protect ourselves. We have to protect the innocents. And, like, if there's not... If, I think if there's not anyone to police the Avengers, then are we just rogues anyway? Um, so, he's been this beacon of justice, the Boy Scout. He, like, he is Marvel's Boy Scout. The DC side, Boy in Blue, Superman. Obviously, he's even he's even more of a Boy Scout. Blonde hair, blue eyes, built as the perfect fighting machine. His first ever comic, he punched Hitler in the face. Um, so a lot of people saying it goes against everything Jack Kirby did. I honestly think this is one of the most exciting. I will say this again. Captain America is a boring character. He's almost as boring as Supergirl. Um, so this change-up makes so much... I think it... Not only does it reset the universe in a way where the heroes have to fight in a way they've never had to fight before, because they can't go up head like first of all, you can't go head up against Captain America. You can't go up you can't go head up against Captain America with Thor's hammer. That's a death sentence. And the last time <laughs> the last time Captain America had to pick up the hammer, Hulk was dying. That's how bad it got before he was able to pick up the hammer. This time he waltzes up and picks up with ease. So there's something that says not only does like the re like changing of the reality is like he believes in what he's doing so much that the fo- that 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 the hammer finds him worthy to be picked up and wielded. So this is a new norm for Marvel. I'm really excited. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy all the comics. I'm gonna read them just because I think this is the only interesting thing to happen to Captain America in the last ten years. But that's just me. Um. And this is the point in the show where we have to offer our biggest and final spoiler warning. From this point on... I think we should go ahead and table this, give people a week to digest, and then we can talk about it with the accountant and Batman. Let's do that. Okay, you want to do that? Yeah, we'll do that. So, we're originally planning to talk about uh, Guardians, but we want to do it when we have a bigger audience and give you guys a chance to digest... Uh, get give you guys a chance to watch it, digest what's happening, and then uh, we'll talk about it. But we will do a general non-spoiler uh, type overcast of Guardians next week. Uh, we'll do spoilers next week, but next this week, week we'll just talk about like in general what we thought of it without okay, giving away cool. spoilers. Um, I liked it a lot. I thought it was um, 
the, I think the trailers were a little bit misleading. Um, but from what I saw, um, I really liked it. I really like the fact that it's a, it's a more personal story. It gets away from like these, um, and this is something that Marvel is doing across the board. If you look at Logan, it's a lot less about the superheroes and more about the person. It's mm -hmm. more about Logan. It's more about his relationship with Professor X. It's more about his relationship with X twenty three, Laura, whatever her name is. Um, I think they're doing this across the board. I think they tried to do it with Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I don't know if it worked as well as they thought it did. Um, but they want to tell more personal stories, and I think this is one of their best executions. This is a personal story about Star-Lord and his journey to discover who he is, and I really, really like that aspect of it. I think it works in every single way, and not only that, I think it advances the, the, the plot line of this is what it's going to be like from now on. Um, so I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would give it an A. If I had to give it a grade, A-. minus. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, great movie. Um, wasn't quite what I was expecting. expecting. It was still fun. Uh, lots of humor. Uh, very character development heavy. Um, but it did kind of like put like where the Guardians now in terms of like the entire MCU. But I feel like they could have done a better job with it. Yeah, and um, one thing I, I, I do have to admit, it was heavily, heavily dripped in comic book lore. There were things that I had to, like, think back to my comic book catalog to even, like, pick up on. Um, like, some really, really deep comic book stuff. Like, if, you, if you're not, like, the hardest of the hardest core, you would not understand. Like, um, okay, we'll talk about that in the... the yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah, and there, and there were... Uh, one point in particular, and like we'll disclose in full uh, next episode. Uh, it when I say it didn't go the direction I thought in terms of what they could have done or what I thought they would have done, they didn't do. Mm -hmm. um, and what they did do was something different. Yeah, and I feel like from what I had seen previously through another iteration of uh, Guardians. If they would have done it that way, it would have. I feel like it would have played so much better into uh, the MCU. Okay. Um, and like I said, we'll we'll dive into that uh, next time. But if I were to give it a grade, I'm gonna go with a B plus. Okay, makes sense. It was still good. It was fun. It's a difference uh, between an 89 and a 91. Yeah, or an 86. <laughs> yeah. Give him an eighty-six. No, I was uh, banter. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When I have a grade, and it's an eighty-six. Like eighty-six is a B solid. You got to get an eighty-nine to get a B plus. I thought eighty-five. Eighty-five is a B solid. Eighty-six is only starting to be plus territory. Maybe maybe in public school, I go to private school. <laughs> you got to get that eighty-six point five, bro. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, lots of great character development. I. I really enjoyed their take on Rocket in this one. Yeah. And yeah, Yondu. I think. And Yondu. Honestly, those are some of the best. That's some of the best character interaction in all of the TV, the movie. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Enjoyed Baby Groot. I'm really, really glad right. they decided to keep him 
as baby, baby group, group instead of like growing him up again because there's a lot of uh, interaction with group where it wouldn't have worked otherwise. Exactly. Um, but yeah, other than that, good movie. Go out and watch it. Uh, we'll disclose in full next week as we have a larger audience and it, that will include all the spoilers and Easter eggs that you may not have picked up on. For sure. Um, with that, any recommendations for this week? Anything you're looking forward to? Uh, I would say just go into your local comic book shop, pick up a comic. There's a ton out right now. Wonder Woman 1 is great. Um, they were giving it out for free comic book, but they usually, um, if you're, if you go to a pretty big comic book site, they have some extras from Leftover. Um, I know my comic book store already 7,000 and they ran out. <laughs> so if you have a bigger comic book store than that, um, just pick up whatever's left laying around Leftover from comic book day. Recommendation, please, for the love of crying out loud, read Power Man and Iron Fist. It's so good. It's not as good as Nazis Coat Black Panther, but, like, it's solid. Um, and on the DC side, anything that's related to Son of Robin is amazing. So go read that. As far as TV shows, I don't watch TV. I watch yeah. Netflix. Watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It came back two weeks ago. Um, so they're finishing up season four. Um, yeah. If you're in Kansas City and you're listening to this, and on Saturday... You're going to Lil Channel from 79th. Lil Channel from 79th. Hit us up on Twitter. Mookie and I will be there. Turning up. Listen. Listen. We're so hyped about Chance coming. Honestly. So hyped about like, Chance as soon coming. As, like, so this is what happened. So the Grammys happened. Everyone was hyped. Was like, yeah, Chance won some Grammys. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Next week, tour Four. announced. When are the tickets coming out? Six hours. Where was I when they were coming at? Sitting at my desk <laughs> at school. I was supposed to be, like, heading to class that time. I had class that time. I was like, let me just sit here, wait a little bit. I'm a person to take it. As soon as they went up, I was hitting F5 the entire time. The entire time, bro. <laughs> and so then I bought the tickets. So I've been hyped for this for nearly three months. So, so, so. Like, chances. I've been seeing Snapchat videos of him perform across the country. We saw, I had a couple friends who went to um, Wonderful Coloring Day in Chicago, White Sox Stadium. Oh, so good. So super excited to see him live. He's just really one of the best guys in rap right now. He's one of the best rappers? No, he's one of the best guys in rap. He's a good guy in rap. Really excited to see a live show for him. And then if you're going to be on, the, okay, Saturday, a little channel for 79th, hit us up on Twitter. I'm Mookie833. You are? Matt underscore Gutu. Tweet at us. If you want to link up, we'll take pictures. Uh, we'll hang out. We'll watch channel together and just jam out. Monday. I'm going to see Travis Scott, and I cannot tell you how hype I am, bro. I can't. I can't begin explaining to you how hype I am. I'm getting there right at four. I'm not moving. I'm and first and by Monday, he's not. We're recording on Sunday, obviously not Monday, but yeah, Monday the fifteenth. Yeah, it's gonna be Monday the fifteenth. I'm gonna go see Travis Scott. I'm the first one in line, bro. The first one in line, first on stage. So hype. So so hype. Yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. Before I remember, I remember I was hanging out with some friends, and I was in charge of the aux cord playing a uh, playlist or whatever. And one of my friends was asking about the Chance concert because her, her friends were going, and she's asking me, "He's like, well, should I go or whatever?" Because she wants, because she's from St. Louis, she was wanting to go back to St. Louis as soon as possible. Chance is supposed to be going to St. Louis like the day after. Okay. And she was just like, "Well, I don't know or whatever." I was like, "Just go." 
It's like, but if you are going, are you going to the Travis Scott concert? I cannot make this up. Who is that and what is he seeing? Oh, my goodness. We got to go. <laughs> oh, we got to go. I, or fight this person in public. I had to. I, I sat there for a good 30 seconds. I looked at her. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> so I was like, hold up. Wait a minute. Cue it up. <laughs> Cue it up next. How do you not know about this, folks? How do you not know about antidote? How do you not know about 3500? That's right. what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, before, I, before I get inundated in rap. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another amazing episode of Even More About Nothing. All of this is possible only because you continue to support us. We appreciate it so much. I guess, as we said at the top of the show, if you're listening to this podcast on the podcast app, do us a huge favor. Give us a comment and a rating on iTunes. It gives us a huge boost, helps us out a lot, gets us to reach more people so we're able to do more. Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud, Give us a comment on there. Give us a like. Let us know what you're feeling, what you're not. Catch us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. Comment on it. Like it. Share mm-hmm. it with your friends. Let them know you enjoy the show or you don't enjoy the show. And you should let them know why we should be better. Yeah. Um, and leave a comment. Let yeah. Like we said, make sure you're following us on all social media. Like Mookie said, facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. Uh, Instagram, E-Man podcast. Uh, and then Twitter, E-Man Podcast 1. Yeah. And then, and then we probably might be Snapchatting on our private Snapchats, perchance, or the E-Man Podcast Snapchat. But keep posting you, Yeah, Snapchat, E-Man, Snapchat, E-Man P1. Uh, but yeah, like we said, go ahead, drop in the comments. If you guys have watched Guardians of the Galaxy, what did you guys like about it? What didn't you like about it? How did you feel when that big reveal happened at the end of the video? Which we're not going to say because this is spoiler free. Um, I just had to take a second and say, well, okay. In that case. (laughs) That's how it is. If that's what we're doing. Um, Yeah. um, Long story short, um, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you very much for your support. Peace, love, and positivity. But Caleb. What's up, man? I would be remiss if I did did not say that it was a beautiful beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Even More About Nothing. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.